Hallelujah. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. Hallelujah. I was praying this week and I was, I was asking the Lord for, for many things, but I began to realize, what do I really want, God? And as I was praying for, for my family, as I was praying uh, for different things, I, I could feel my, my deep desire is that the, this whole city would experience genuine revival, that the Spirit of God would begin to grip hearts throughout this city, throughout this nation, throughout the globe. And, you know, the Holy Spirit in you yearns to awaken people to, for a genuine, fresh move of His Spirit where people are spontaneously seeking the Lord and finding Him. Hallelujah. So that's what the Spirit of God in you is yearning for too. So that's why I really felt to gird up our intercessors today because I believe we are about to see an unprecedented move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, that was a weak response. <laughs> you know, we know with Azusa now and all that, there's, there is something very significant uh, and there's prophecies, 100-year-old prophecies that are, are being fulfilled are beginning now to be fulfilled. But I tell you, prophecy is an invitation. It's not an inevitability. It's an invitation saying, this is my will, and if you will partner with God and bring it to birth with faith and patience, in prayer, with supplication and thanksgiving, with intercession and joy and delight, singing, O barren, you have not born, you will see the fulfillment of what's been promised. Hallelujah. So I encourage you, don't sit back on your laurels and ride what you think is just the waves that's coming. I want to say you need to get in and swim. You know, you're Australians, you know about catching a wave. You don't just sit there going, woohoo, I'll sit here and catch the wave. You actually, you watch and you see it coming and you start to swim, right? Yeah. Hear what I'm saying. We need to recognize it's time to swim. Hallelujah. It's time to really get focused. You don't want to get hit in the back of the head with a wave. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know, um, I, I've really felt this week as I've been praying, as I've been spending time praying in the Spirit, uh, the Lord really been speaking to me. And even um, during the week, I had a dream and where the Lord just began to reveal to me afresh, to encourage me personally, just to reveal that He has actually specifically given me authority over sickness and disease. And you know, every one of us have been doing that, have been given as believers, have been given authority over all the work of the evil one because it's no longer we who live but Christ who lives in us. But the Holy Spirit wants to personally encourage you about what you have. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul prays for believers, praying that they'd have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that they may know the hope 
of their calling, the riches of our glorious inheritance, in, of his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. He prays this because you need encouragement about the truth of what you've received. You might know it theologically, but the Holy Spirit wants to whisper it to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to take the word that you know and make it the word that you really know. Hallelujah. We are a fresh rain of word, daily bread for you, daily wants to encourage you. And I just was feeling to share a little more with you today about what it is to really uh, pray with the Spirit, to really engage with the Holy Spirit in prayer, because I believe that there is breakthrough available that is so exciting, but it's going to require you actually to come into agreement, to engage with God. And so we're going to pray. Father, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your miracle-working power. Thank you for all that you're doing. God, it's your doing, and we give you all the glory. It's all your power, all your honor. Father, for yours is the kingdom, and we give you worship and praise. Lord, we do ask that you'd speak to us. Lord, quicken your word to our hearts. Give us fresh eyes to see, ourselves so we can see, ears to hear. Speak to us through your word. Refresh your, your servants' hearts. Lord, encourage them and release a gift of faith into their hearts, Lord, that they might truly walk in the fullness of the inheritance that they're called to. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Well, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Romans chapter 8. Oh, yeah, we like Romans 8. The words are lies, quick and powerful and glorious. And the truth is, though, as we read the Word of God, as we daily spend time in the Word of God, He wants to, to so refresh you, so encourage you. He wants to speak to you personally through the Word. He wants to quicken things to your remembrance whenever you're walking through a circumstance so that you are instructed in the way that you should go. Hallelujah. Romans eight twenty six says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Hooray. He is given to us, God, with us. God, the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is to help me, to help you in your weaknesses, which is glorious. So if you're ever feeling like, I'm floundering, I'm struggling, I'm not coping, Holy Spirit goes, I know exactly how to help you. This is what I'm here for. Hallelujah. He's here to help you in your weakness. But if you say, oh, I'm rich and full and have need of nothing, and you pretend like you've got it all together, you are going to miss out on the glorious help the Holy Spirit wants to give. Hallelujah. To get real about your weakness to, to look for ways to, to not boast in what you're achieving, but boast in your weaknesses. You can bring it before the Lord and say, thank you, God, in my weakness. It's not an excuse, but it's here. I have weakness that you can be strong in. So thank you, Lord, that you are, in my, you are strong in my weakness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that you're my help. Hallelujah. In every area. 
rather than getting condemned when the Spirit of God shows you something. As you read the Bible and you go, oh, 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 I did that. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, sorry, God. As, you are, as the Word of God is correcting you and you're seeing things, instead of getting condemned, you can go, wow, thanks, God. You're helping me in my weakness to see the right way. Thank you, Lord. You're giving me power to do what needs to be done. Hallelujah. And this is the joy that we have of walking with him. He knows how to help us specifically. For we do not know what we ought to pray. We do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which can't be uttered. I don't know about you, but I really don't know everything that I know need to pray about. There's often times that I just don't understand what's going on. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on. He knows what's going on in the spirit realm. He knows what's going on in you. No one knows the heart of man but the Spirit of God. And so he knows exactly what's going on on the inside. And he'll cause you to begin to, to he'll pray through you as you partner with him. Open your mouth and pray in the spirit. Now, we've talked about different uh, diverse types of tongues. We've had instances where I've been singing in the Spirit and people have heard me declaring the things of God. Uh, like when I was singing a, a, a month or so ago, just in the Spirit in the, in the service. And um, Lulu was hearing me speak in Samoan over and over again saying, Come rest in the bosom of the Father. Come rest in the bosom of the Father. And the following week, someone was hearing me speak in their African dialect and came and told me you were telling me about the faithfulness of God. And so there's tongues that happen. I've seen um, Izzy Dijazini up singing, and she, she's sung in a Chinese dialect that someone in the congregation's known, and it's just been declaring the praises of God. And it's a sign and a wonder, just as it was in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. And it's to be expected. This is a good thing. But it's one form of tongues. Paul also talks about unknown tongues. That's tongues that isn't a known language. It's a heavenly language. Hallelujah. And he who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Hooray. Builds himself up on his most holy faith. I don't know about you, but I need all the help I can get. I need building up. And if I'm not praying in the spirit, I'm going to look to other people to build me up. I'm going to be looking to, to try and get the affirmation and the encouragement and the support. I'm looking for people to build me up. If I am not relying on the Holy Spirit, that need will not go away. The reality is every one of you was, was designed to be encouraged. It's not a weakness, but the Holy Spirit he wants to meet that need on the inside of you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to uh, help you, build you up. If you're feeling tired and weary, physically, emotionally, in any way, the Spirit of God wants to build you up. So as you pray in an unknown tongue, you get built up strengthened, encouraged. In fact, the Holy Spirit's praying through you, for you. There's angels being activated. There's things being set up. You are being built up and strengthened and reinforced. Hallelujah. You know, 
a, a kind word cheers him up. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs that an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Well, the Holy Spirit shows us, hey, don't be anxious about anything. In everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And he wants to guard your heart with peace. But he also wants to speak kind words. He does. When I used to go to God and say, speak to me, I'd be waiting for him to tell me what was wrong with me. And he'd so often surprise me and say things like, I love you. And I'd be like, yes, I know, but seriously, talk to me. Like, everybody knows that. Just talk. To, I'm, I'm open. Talk to me. But he, want, he knows exactly what you need. It doesn't mean that he doesn't put his finger on things when things need to be dealt with. But he is not spending a, a 90, 100% of his time just correcting you. He loves to lavish love on you with more extreme love than you can physically or emotionally handle. It's in the scripture. Ephesians 3 says that you need supernatural strength to be able to handle the love of God that passes knowledge. He wants to fill you up with so much love that you are overwhelmed and overflowing until you are filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. That's the will of God for you. So don't get surprised when you come to God and you go, oh, here I am to worship. I'm feeling like a hypocrite. Instead of coming like that, the Lord goes, ah, you're there, come here. I'm so happy to see you. I don't deserve that God. Oh God, I've been like this. He goes, yes, I know. Here, take, give it to me. There's my forgiveness. Now, come on, let's have a hug. You know, humans take a little while to warm up after you've offended them. God's over it already. It's true. You, I mean, I've had people come into church and they've, you know, had an argument with a spouse or something's gone wrong and we go, no, I just can't be here. I need to go home. Wrong. Wrong decision. If you've done something wrong and you know it, being in church is exactly the right place to be. Because as you've come and you've gone, oh, I've done something wrong, you release it to the Lord. You say, thank you, Father. I confess my sins and you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So I come and even though my heart condemns me, I believe like your word says, you are greater than my heart and I need your help. Holy Spirit, open your mouth, begin to pray in unknown tongues and let him build you up. Let him encourage you. Let him strengthen you. Let him come and blow away all the the." Devourers, uh, uh, minions that are there trying to jump on the condemnation and get you to turn away from the very one who can help you. You need to be aware there is a war going on and he's trying. But the Holy Spirit can see better than you can. He sees what's going on and he comes as you begin to pray and swats them away. So if you're trying, if you're thinking, oh, I don't feel like praying, I don't know what to do, I'm just tired, get up, open your mouth, and in faith, no matter what you're feeling, just begin to pray. And attach your faith to what you're doing. 
Some people mindlessly babble away in tongues, but they don't attach any faith to what they're doing. I want to encourage you, everything in the kingdom is by faith. You can say all the right words and pray all the right prayers, but if there's no faith attached to it, nothing's achieved. In the same way, engage your mind when you're praying in the Spirit. Pray with your mind. Pray with your spirit like it says in the Word of God. And as you are engaging in faith, the Holy Spirit is dealing with stuff that you can't even see. Amen? Hallelujah. He makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, sometimes I read this. When I was younger, I'd read this and I'd go, oh, Well, does that mean that actually prayer in the Spirit isn't tongues? Is it just groanings? No, this is another aspect of what it is to pray in the Spirit. We read in other places about unknown tongues. We read in other places about known tongues, supernaturally given. But here we read about groanings. Have you ever experienced this? (laughs) Have you begun to pray groanings? It's like, oh! You know, sometimes when I'm praying for people on the altar, I go into groanings. And it's just, oh, I don't understand it, but the Bible tells me what it is. It's the Spirit of God groaning, interceding for them. Perfect prayers. Hallelujah. And these groanings are something that we, we don't, don't look at strangely and think, what's that's going on? Understand that the Spirit of God is groaning within you with compassion and doing something glorious as His Spirit is perfectly communing with the Father and the will of God is being accomplished in that person's life. Let me show you. It says here in verse 27, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Father knows perfectly what the Spirit is groaning through you, knows perfectly what's on the heart of the Spirit, and it's it's a perfect interface because they are one. Hallelujah. And so there is no barrier to the Spirit's prayer. So as you are praying in the spirit, engaging in faith, allowing (laughs) these groanings to come up, there is perfect, perfect intercession going on. That is the perfect will of God is being done, is being accomplished. This is so exciting. And I believe that too often the body of Christ has relegated these groanings to the speciality of a few strange people. They've not understood that actually every one of us with the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us is anointed and qualified to come into agreement with God and make intercession. You see, the scripture tells us that Jesus himself is interceding for us. Now, if you believe that it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you, don't give me the excuse that you're not an intercessor. Who do you think you are? If it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you, who do you think you are? 
if your identity now is as he is, seated in heavenly places, interceding for all the saints, as he is, so are we in this world. I want you to understand that there is a shift going on in the thinking and the hearts of the believers. There's a revelation being released right now that the Spirit of God wants you to get. That there has been too much segregation in the body saying, no, that's just for these ones. No, that burden's just for them. The Spirit of God wants to come afresh on the entire body of Christ to come into a Holy Spirit intercession to birth the greatest move of God this world has ever seen. He's longing for souls. He's longing for you to see clearly. He's longing for you to come out of captivity and into glorious light and revelation, to come out of deception into the truth. He's longing for you to wake up and know and dream his dreams. Hallelujah. But I believe that the key for us is to come into agreement with God, with these groanings, with the, the unknown tongues, to allow the Spirit of God to do the work in us that he, know, he needs and longs to do. Hallelujah. You know, I've had so many instances over the years where the Lord has just been showing me and teaching me about this intercession. I used to think as a young woman, oh God, I don't want to be an intercessor. I went to a church where really women didn't preach or anything like that, but they could go to the intercessors' meetings. So, and it was all women pretty much in the intercessors' meetings. And they would intercede, and they were great, beautiful ladies, and I had some wonderful encounters. In fact, first time I ever saw tongues interpreted, I was interceding in the, the little group, and, and um, someone asked me, do you speak Zulu? And I said, no, I don't. And they said, this is what you just said in tongues. I was like, woohoo. And it was great, but I really didn't want seriously to identify with the intercessors as my life career. I had this bit of opinion in my head, you know, intercession doesn't seem like a very exciting thing. You know, I like to get the souls and the miracles and, you know, leave the intercession just to other people. But here's the key. Jesus is our great intercessor. And until you recognize that intercession isn't some separated thing where that's all they do. Intercessors are Christ as we are, as he is, so are we, are, are, are under the lordship of Christ. Now, some people have a specific calling to intercede, which I think is so powerful. But you watch, they will be some of the most fruitful people. Hallelujah. In their lives, you'll see the manifestation of the fruits of the Spirit. As they pray for people, people will get healed. Mountains will be moved. Uh, but they may, you may never see them publicly up front. But God had to begin to do a work in my heart. He began to show me that unless I was willing to lay my life down in intercession, whether or not I ever got a public platform, then I really wasn't qualified to do anything, anything in the kingdom. You see, without love, we've got nothing. And I, I believe intercessors are some of the most selfless people in the body. Because they spend themselves praying for others. And you know, I believe that the body of Christ needs to wake up and begin to share the burden. Hallelujah. 
There are intercessors, I believe, that uh, God is strategically, strategically placing, but the Holy Spirit wants to use each and every one of us. Hallelujah. I've had seasons in my life where I um, would be driving and the Holy Spirit would just begin to, to move me to pray. And I'd begin to feel him call me to pray and I'd have to pull over to the side of the road. And I'd turn off the car and I'd just begin to pray. And the moment I did, God would take me up into visions, show me things that were going on. I'd groan, I'd cry, I'd, I'd, I'd pray and then the burden would lift. And very often, half an hour later, I'd get a phone call and find out the very specific thing that the Lord was showing me was what was going on. And God was using me to partner with him. See, the eyes of the Lord roam throughout the earth, seeking, looking for somebody to make intercession. And there's people all the time that God is wanting to raise up people to pray for them. But if you say, no, that's just the job of the intercessors, then the intercessors will get overburdened and the will of God won't be fully accomplished. This is something that everyone is called to. Hallelujah. I've had other, other times where I've, I've, I remember once being in the middle of a dinner. And we, as we finished dinner, I just oh, really could feel the Spirit of God calling me to pray. So I quickly sent my guests home. I said, yeah, thank you very much. I'm really sorry. I have to, I have to go pray now. Um, Tom was overseas and I went to pray and as I did the Lord showed me a vision he showed me exactly the street that he was in the danger that he was in imminently right then and I prayed for about half an hour the burden lifted I rang him the next day and I described exactly what I'd seen he was in Stuttgart in in Germany I'd never been there I described the street I described the shops I described everything and he explained to me the situation that was going on was really serious situation uh, that there was imminent danger and the Holy Spirit just delivered them and made a way out hallelujah and this has happened over and over again and I believe that as we begin to recognize that our life is not about our promotion but about his as we begin to recognize that my life is to serve him, to come into agreement with him. I am part of a team called the body of Christ and our mission is to see his kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. You know, I also believe that the spirit of God, sometimes he wants to birth things in you. I've had times where I've gone to pray and I have just cried and cried and cried I mean Jess was with me once in America she was sharing a room with me and I just went to pray one afternoon and I was sobbing tears everyone's just like mom you okay I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I wasn't upset about anything I wasn't emotionally sad about anything but there was an intercession going on that was just liquid tears liquid prayers I call them as the, as the tears were flowing, the Spirit of God was interceding through me. And this, this happens sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I just find myself, uh, the, inter, the inter, Spirit of intercession comes upon me. And as I just move with Him, then He moves. Hallelujah. That night we saw one of the, the biggest moves I think I'd ever seen up until that time in Columbia, South Carolina. And, you know, I believe we've got to learn 
not just to lean on our own strengths, but lean on the Spirit of God and come into agreement saying, you are my captain, Lord. You are my sovereign. Teach me to pray. I don't know how to pray, but God, I give myself to you today. I need your help. Lead me in intercession. Hallelujah. Verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, as we begin to pray, as we come before the Lord, you know, I've, dis- I've discovered something glorious that happens. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues since I was about 14 years old. But it's only when I'm actually very deliberate to exercise the gift of tongues that I really see advancement happen in my life. There's times when I can become complacent and, you know, pray a bit in tongues here and there. But in this recent season, I've been freshly encouraged to really pray in the spirit. You know, I really can't afford to pray less than half an hour a day in, this, in tongues because I need so much help. I need it. You know, and that's just, that's like a minimum for me. And I've learned to build it into my life. You know, I get on a treadmill, I'm doing my exercises. I pray in the spirit. I pray with my mind because I need help. I need the help of God. But I also want to see his kingdom established on the earth. You see, for all the dreams and the visions that I've I've been given, that's just a little part. My main mission is to agree with God and see his kingdom established. And I must make myself available to agree with God, to intercede, hallelujah, for what he wants to do in our city and our nation. You know, a lot of people have time to read the paper for 20 minutes. They have time to watch the news for 30 minutes. But they don't have time to come into agreement with groanings and intercessions saying, Lord, what's on your heart? Use me. Let your spirit pray through me for whatever's on your hearts. What would it look like? You see, as you do this, you become closer and closer to him. As you begin to partner with what's on God's heart, your intimacy with God will so be strengthened and so encouraged. My relationship with Tom is beautiful. I've been married for 25 years and I talk to him a lot about all the different things I need. That guy is like 24-7 helping me with everything all the time. I, he's so patient and he just does it, you know. Uh, 11.30 at night, what are you doing? Oh, just finishing up, you know, that email that needed to be sent and that, that person that needed to be paid and this needed to be done. I'm like, come to bed. But, but he doesn't so, so thought, uh, he takes no thought for himself. He's so patient. But if our relationship existed of nothing but me telling him what I need all the time, it'd be pretty shallow, God wants to take your relationship with him to a much deeper level where you're not just telling him what you need and you must tell him everything you need. He delights in meeting your needs. He delights in encouraging you. He delights in taking every anxiety. It doesn't belong to you. The only way to deal with it is to give it to him. Amen? But you need more than that. You need time to hear what he wants, 
What are you thinking about? What's on your heart? And what I've discovered, as I am just seeking to pray in tongues, praying with my mind, shukana mahanda, praying in tongues, doing, making all the requests that I can think of that I, I have going on in my heart, and then just praying a little longer in the spirit, praying in tongues, I suddenly find myself getting fresh initiatives of, oh, we should do this, so we should, oh, that's a good idea, we should do this, we should do that. And I began to recognize it directly correlated with how much time I was spending praying in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit was releasing the plans of God to me. So instead of me being anxious, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? I give him my anxious thoughts, pray in the Spirit, and then suddenly he comes up with all these initiatives, all these ideas, fresh things, not only answers to my problems, but fresh ideas of new things that he wants to do. Hallelujah. And my heart is filled with a joy about what he's going to do. He'll help you dream again. He'll help you come above all the confusion, all the anxiety, all the worries, because he's praying through you, swatting all the flies getting rid of the demonic mosquitoes that want to suck your blood, (laughs) that want to take away the life and the peace. He's praying for you. And as the air clears, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Suddenly it's like, oh, oh, that's right. I'm called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Wow, yes, God, you've got plans for this earth. Thank you, God. Oh, yes, it's a great idea. Yes, God. Oh, yes, I'm going to make that declaration. Yes, God, I've got to agree with you for that. That's awesome. And life and peace and joy and hope is released. Hallelujah. But if you try and do it in your own strength, you're going to struggle. You're going to be hit with all the shoulds. I should do this and I should do that. And feel the weight of it all and carry the heavy burden. But if instead you'll allow the Spirit of God to pray through you, to build you up, to encourage you, to deal with the stuff you can't see. If you'll allow him by opening your mouth and spending time praying in the Spirit, he will then release your heart to what you are truly called to. Your heart was not made to carry stress and weight and burdens. Your heart was made for righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. But I believe it's directly related to how much time you pray. You see, we know how to deal with anxieties. We bring them to the Lord, we tell him what's going on, we release them. We know how to, to, to be built up and strengthened, but if we'll actually just deliberately get up and do it, then instead of carrying the weights, instead of being weighed down, we can begin to rise up, we can begin to sing, we can begin to rejoice. Hallelujah. We've been talking a lot about releasing judgments. As you release people of their judgments, you forgive, you deliberately take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. You grab a hold of it and you you say, thank you, Lord, that's not your will for me to be thinking about that. My brain is not designed to be thinking about that. 
as we deliberately take those thoughts captives, as we, as we deliberately follow the will of God by, by listening to the word of God, by feasting on the word of God, by having the Holy Spirit remind us what the, what the truth looks like, we can then walk in divine freedom. Hallelujah. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I believe the Spirit of God wants to refresh you and encourage you and recognize that whatever you're walking through, God is praying for you, not sympathetically going, oh, it's really bad. Please help them. You know, they need help. It's really bad. I, you, know, I, you know, help them get through this. The Holy Spirit's praying through you saying, this is going to work out for their good. Thank you, Lord. I'm so excited that they're going to see divine recompense. He is praying for us in that he is releasing truth. He's speaking, I believe, you know, as we're praying. I could just imagine the Holy Spirit's doing something like this. As I'm praying in tongues, he's saying, oppression, leave her alone. Confusion, go, I banish you. He's saying things like, um, let her see the truth of, of the situation. Let her see the hope of her calling. Catherine, be set free to really dream the dreams of God. He's making declarations over the city. He's making declarations over your family, over your circumstances. The powerful King of Kings, hallelujah, is working through you, for you. Hallelujah. And it's according to his purpose. So as you're submitting to him and saying, I'm praying, you can even come and you might be thinking that you've got all your own agenda on your mind as you're praying to the Lord. But the Holy Spirit will pray what he wants. He'll pray according to his purpose. And he knows what to pray. He knows if you're caught in a trap, if you're caught in a deception, He's, you know, whether you know it or not, he's praying for you and you're pretty soon going to see the light. Hallelujah. He knows exactly what you need. You can trust that he is praying according to the will of the father for you. So I want to encourage you as uh, children of God, as the body of Christ, I believe we're about to enter into something so glorious, but it's a divine invitation and the Lord wants us to respond to it. You see, we have a choice. See, I put before you life and death. Choose life, God says. We have to choose life on a daily basis. We don't just make that decision just when we decide to surrender to the Lord and make him Lord of our life. Daily, even now being made new creations, we still have a free will. Adam and Eve in the garden, when they were created, they still had the ability to make choices and they chose badly. You as new creations in Christ still have a choice every day to choose life. And you can do that by humbly recognizing that you don't have everything that it takes to get through this life on your own. 
You don't have enough wisdom to know all the things that need to be prayed. You don't have enough in yourself. You are joined with God and you are called to cooperate and partner with him. Hallelujah. Without him, we can do nothing. But I can do all things through, that is, positioned at rest in him. The Holy Spirit wants to encourage you. Do you need some help today? You got some things going on in your life? If you're ever feeling discouraged or confused, I want to encourage you. The Lord is wanting to help you, but he wants you to open your mouth and begin to let him pray through you. He wants to intercede through you. He knows exactly what's going on. And breakthrough comes as we come into agreement with him. You see, Jesus died and he gave you and I the keys of the kingdom. So if you're saying, why doesn't God do something? God's saying, why don't you do something? I've given it to you. But you say, I can't see. I don't know. Well, everything you need, he says, if you will just let me pray through you, I will help you in your weakness. What you don't know, I will pray through you for you. Come on. Come into agreement with me. Hallelujah. I think there's been an apathetic lie that's been spread through the body. That's like, well, I need somebody else to pray. I mean, it's a good thing. I need intercessors. Oh, God. I appreciate the intercessors. But if you think that, that everything that you need is somebody else needs to give it to me, you are grieving the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God himself wants to make intercession for you through you. Hallelujah. He's not into um, saying, oh, well, just don't worry about anything. I'll, I'll take care of it. He says, hey, get up. Give me your anxious thoughts. Give me your worries. But stand up, mighty man, mighty woman. Recognize who you are. You aren't called to be a victim. You are more than a conqueror. Now, I want you to use the weapons of your warfare. I want you to stand up, take the armor of God, use the, the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Make declarations, begin to intercede, begin to open your mouth, begin to let the Lord's will be done on earth in your situation, in the world around you, as you come into agreement with him in prayer. Amen.